We get to do more. Did you know that? We're not done yet. We have looked at a variety of ways in which God has revealed himself. And the song Evidence, you just uh, heard saying, is uh, reminding us that he has revealed himself in so many ways that we should feel comfortable, that we should be uh, hopeful, that we should be faithful, that we should be connected to him, and ask the question, why should I fear? The evidence is here. We've looked at the evidence over and over in a variety of ways again, and today we're going to look at international signs of God, that he is involved in the nations. And the nations are probably not what you expect, so we will take a look at what that is and how that works, how that all comes together and how it fits. So international signs of God, and we will see where that takes us. Our first word is ethnos. So ethnos is the Greek word for nations, translated nations. And we're going to touch on this even more. But we've got an idea in our mind that takes us another direction. And typically it will take us to that map in the, in the world books that we have, atlases, the uh, map on the school classroom wall that outlines nations. And you see the borders and you go, that's, that's what we're talking about. So when we're talking international, that's the meaning. And it is in usual customary language in our day. That is not what that is in Greek. That is not what that is. Uh, as the Bible is referring to nations, it's, it's different than that. So let me give you some numbers. 195 countries in the world. That's where we are today. Those change and depending on when you go through school, you, they go up or down. And sometimes they're grouped together, and then politically things happen, and they divide, and then you add more lines. So, so things happen. But currently, we are at 195 countries in the world. There are 6,500 languages in the world, plus or minus. 6,500 languages in the world. That's a bunch. And we've got people translating the Bible all around the world. And the, uh, all these different languages, dialects, trying to get to people so they can have a written language or they can understand the gospel, understand who God is. And it, it's a big feat to uh, get this done. And they are busy. 6,500 of them that they've got to work on. There are 11,200 people groups. Ethnos is better understood as a people group. And 11,200 is, is uh, a guesstimate as well. Uh, a people group can be a group of people who speak a similar language. A people group can be a, a number of people who hold certain traditions, dress a certain way, hold on to a particular culture. That's a people group. We have a group of uh, approximately 600 Amish that live in our area. Largest Amish group 
in Oklahoma. It's a people group. Language, culture, traditions, dress. Right here. You go down the street, eat sandwiches and everything. Cheese. People group. We have Cherokee. We are in the Cherokee Nation. Uh, that was set aside when they got kicked out of the East. Anyway, this is their part. So we have another people group represented here locally. If you go just one side or the other, you run into another tribe. So that's another people group, language, culture. They don't dress differently anymore, but that is, there's still elements of that culture and language that exist. There are people groups within each of these in terms of uh, each year in, in the area. They'll have a Scottish weekend where they highlight Scottish background or German and they get together and they have food and games and activities built around a language and culture and traditions. People group. We have those all over the place. And when you look at your Google map, they don't show up because they do not define nations as ethnos or ethnos as nation. So uh, this is a Greek biblical perspective that takes us in a different direction than what we would typically understand as a nation or how those nations work. This will be helpful when we look at this. Wars. Wars are a sign of God's omniscience. You're going to love this. He knows everything. So he's, he knows what's coming. He knows what's going to go on in the future. He is giving a heads up. And this is Jesus in Matthew 24 talking to his friends. And he, and he gives them this future event or events are going to come. As he outlines it in Matthew 24, in verse 7 he says, Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Nation will go to war against nation, kingdom against kingdom. So when you've read Matthew 24, Mark 13, or Luke 21, which have similar uh, passages, you maybe in your head went straight to that map and said, oh yeah, I see how that works. But the word ethnos is the word that Jesus is using. So he's using this in terms of people groups. People groups, some of them will be politically. You could look on a map and say, yep, there's the, there are the lines. And others, those lines will maybe be included within another boundary, political boundary, representing what we understand as nations. So nation will go to war against nation, kingdom against kingdom, when you look at the news, you read the news on, on your device, you watch it on TV, listen on the radio, you are getting information about groups of people at odds with each other. People all over the place at odds with each other. And there are nations that are uh, building up arms, and some of those are huge political entities in the U.S., Russia, China, and you go, yeah, there's a, there we go. That's the one I understand. So that's happening. That is true. 
And God is giving us a heads up. He gives this over and over in the scriptures, different elements of this. And Jesus is saying, this is, this is going to come. It's going to come, as he explains in Matthew 24, it's going to be like birth pains. It's going to, it's going to increase in intensity and, and rapidity. So you're going to see it closer together. It's going to get more intense, just like birth pains, getting closer. And you go, how, how far apart are those birth pains? Down to five minutes. We're, okay, we're getting close. So he's talking about that buildup. When we got to the 20th century, we had two world wars. Never in the history of mankind have we had that. That give you a clue? We've had more wars with more people, more devastating weapons, nuclear, biological. We've had in machine guns, all of that in the 20th century. And now we're in the 21st century. The possibility of wars, nations against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms. It's very real. We've already seen it. And it's more intense, more dangerous, more, more uh, deadly than anything that's come before. And so here we are, living at this point in history, looking back at some things that tell us, wow, this, this is like birth pains. So what is it about Matthew 24? Let's do some probing of Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. Nation translates ethnos, people, people group. It can be that political boundary. It can be the cultural, it can be the language, it can be uh, traditions. All of, all of those things can represent a people group. So nation translates ethnos. Kingdom translate, translates basileia. Basileia has to do with the king, and a kingdom is rule. The place where he rules, the geographic area, the region where the will of the king, that, that one who is in charge, is, uh, is working its way out and, and is being accomplished, is being followed, is, is it's getting done. That's the idea of kingdom. And then we have the word for uh, go to war. Agero is, uh, it's not exactly saying go to war. And when you read some of the other translations, you'll see it, nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. So it, it gives that different translation. But this is to arise, and, and you, you pick that up in the Old Testament too, that the idea of this nation, this group, will arise, will rise up against this other one. So it's to go to war, to raise. And I want you to pay special attention to this, considering the, the lingo you will hear in the news and the, on the streets as people are using this more and more. It's to be awakened. Or this one, woke. That's the translation. So, have you noticed a people group who is woke in our country? Is that people group opposed to another people group in our country? Is a younger group in our country woke and they 
are opposed to the, yeah, baby boomer, okay. We have a little conflict going on. That's age people groups. You go, wow, age and stage? Yeah, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. If you get a particular group that is listening to a particular leader and all they have to do is put their message out in a text and Facebook and a, a, some form and a group of people show up to riot in the streets, is that a king with a kingdom who has now gone to war with the people in that town, that neighborhood? So when you've read Matthew 24 in the past, have you thought, well, it's political boundaries with the dark borders against the ones over here with the dark borders. This one's got is light gray, this one's green, and this one's blue, and this is pink. And God's saying, that's not hardly it. That will happen. We've had two world wars, sure. It will happen. Where else do we find it? All around us. What are the cartels? Do they have leaders? That leader says, take those drugs into America, run those kids, run those families, cross the border. Yeah. Are there conflicts? Are there, yeah. Are they doing it in Guatemala and El Salvador? Are they moving, it across, moving them not just to here, but in different places? Yeah. So what do they call them in Africa? Warlords. Uh, they're tribal leaders, but they've gathered a group, maybe from different tribes, but they go after different people. The uh, tribesmen will gather together in a people group and wipe out everybody else. And this isn't just different colors. They're the same color. And they'll go after the other tribe because their culture, their language, or their dialect may be slightly different. People groups. Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. They will rise up. They will become woke. So when you hear that word, I hope it brings to mind Matthew 24, verse 7. You go, that's it. It's in the news. It is showing up daily. And we are to be, as this is being spread, it's also working its way through the education system so that people are to learn to be woke so we understand the, the threat of, of a changing climate or of cultural changes. And we need to be woke. Go Just back off a minute. Take a look at that. There's a war. It's nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's something going on here. That goes way beyond what we assumed. So if we're not seeing world war, then this doesn't apply. No, it applies. It applies in more ways than we know. It can be family groups in a feud against another family group. It's a people group against a people group. Kingdom against a kingdom. Somebody calling the shots. Somebody going after somebody else. Happens in inner cities with gangs. We have this all over the place. Do you think the police are a people group? Yeah. Anybody opposed to them? There is a war going on against the police. They want to defund them. They ambush them. Just happened in North Carolina. 
things are just unfolding. Is the people group opposed to them uh, an ethnos on its own? Yeah. It's a culture. They may be speaking English, but they have uh, identified uh, the way they think the world should be. They're listening to their king, whoever that king is, and now they're trying to carry that thing out in this world. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And things are underway. And it is the work of the enemy to keep whispering in people's ears, to give them false information, to get them riled up, to awaken them, to raise them up in, in anger and frustration and whatever else it, this is coming from. Not for true justice, but for whatever this bent version of that is in their minds and to pursue it with all they've got. To, to steal, to lie, to attack, to be venomous in their language, to be hateful in, in their activities, and it all is coming out as a war. So this is going on. The signs, God is on track. Don't panic. Luke 21, 9. When you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. So Jesus is giving us the information. He said, it's coming. So when it comes, if, if our, our tendency is to panic, we're going to lose sight of the fact this is God showing us that he told the truth. He said this was coming. It is here, just like he said. It's a sign that God is, that God is telling the truth, that God knows what's coming. He is omniscient. He knows all things. He is giving us a clue so that we know that when those things happen, oh no, the world spun out of control and I don't know what to do with it and who, who's in control of this political group and who's running this and oh my gosh, and God's going, just sit down and shut up, calm down. I got this. I told you 2,000 years ago, it's coming. So how did you miss it? Why are you so upset when I told you it was coming? Why fret? There's something else I've told you is to trust me. Why did you choose not to do that, but to lean on your own understanding and to be so upset about all of this that's unfolding that I told you it was coming? Of course, there are going to be wars. Of course, there are going to be kings and kingdoms. There are going to be all kinds of ugliness break loose on this planet among people of all sorts. That's what he said. We live in a broken world. Sin is rampant. The enemy, the unseen enemy, is promoting his agenda with the physical enemies that exist in this world, and all of this is going to happen. It's working out God's plan. He hasn't told us, well, why is this happening now? Because I just wanted it to be nice. I just want to plant my flowers. I just want to be comfortable. And God said, who are you talking to? Because I have a plan. And my plan is for good. And you have no idea what you're doing or demanding. Or why you want to shut this down when I am accomplishing my purposes. I go, yeah, but that's uncomfortable. I ain't that worried about your comfort. 
just in case you want to hear what God's saying, I ain't that worried about your comfort. Remember that you're going to come to a place where I will wipe away your tears. I will hold you close. And you will never be bothered by this again. But you are not there yet. You are not there yet. So suck it up. Get ready. Nation will go against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. It will happen. Don't panic. Don't panic. Trust me. These things will unfold. Keep walking with me. Keep moving forward. Don't give up. But it is a sign that God is on track, that he is doing exactly what he planned to do, and he has not lost hold of this thing yet. I want to take you again uh, back to the Old Testament, and I want to take you to Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel is looking, this is, he's writing, he's doing his work during, during the Babylonian captivity. So 500 years before Christ, we've got this unfolding uh, with Jeremiah, and we've got Daniel there, we've got Ezekiel, we've got, we've got these prophets who are giving us information. And they're looking forward to some things that are going to come in the future. So God is giving them a heads up, and he gives them a heads up on some things related to the working of nations. And that can be people groups, it can be the political groups, it can be the language groups, it can, you know, you're getting the idea. Ethnos is bigger than what we normally think. So from Ezekiel chapter 38, let me run through this. I know know your eyes are going to gloss over before we get too far into this. But I want you to hear the number of nations and what's happening and what God is doing. And, and there is a map there kind of giving you an idea of these alternative names. So you can sort of get an idea of what's happening as, as uh, Ezekiel 38 unfolds. And he says, this is another message that came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Gog, the land of Magog the prince who rules over the nations of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And if you look up uh, there on, on the screen, you can see the, the different places. There in Russia, there's a place called Moscow. There's another one called Tobolsk. Any similarities? Give him this message from the sovereign Lord Gog. I am your enemy. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws to lead you out with your whole army, your horses and charioteers in full armor and a great horde armed with shields and swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya will join you too with all their weapons. And, th- and he's talking to people in, centered on Israel, so you pick Israel in the middle, and Persia is going to be off to the east on the right side and down south, down below, Ethiopia and Libya and Africa. And these are all joining. Gog, Magog are up north. So we've got a, a number of groups from different places coming together. Gomer and all its armies will also join you along with the armies of Beth Togomah. And... All these from the distant north and many others. Get ready. Be prepared. Keep all the armies around you mobilized and take command of them. A long time from now, you will be called into action. In the distant future, you will swoop down on the land of Israel, which will be enjoying peace after recovering from war 
and after its people have returned from many lands to the mountains of Israel. Where are we now in that particular time frame? People of Israel are returning to the land from all the countries to, from, to which they've been spread. They've come back to the land. It's not done yet. They're still coming. Hmm. Recovering from war, and after its people have returned from many lands to the mountains of Israel, you and all your allies, a vast and awesome army, will roll down on them like a storm and cover the land like a cloud. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. At that time, evil thoughts will come to your mind, and you will devise a wicked scheme. We know where those evil thoughts are being formed and come from. The evil one is working behind the scenes and working in generals and leaders, and, and so these are some nations that actually have armies. You'll say Israel is an unprotected land filled with unwalled villages, I will march against her and destroy these people who live in such confidence. I will go to those formerly desolate cities that are now filled with people who have returned from exile in many nations. I will capture vast amounts of plunder for the people are rich with livestock and other possessions now. They think the whole world revolves around them. Ah, oh, that pride thing comes in there. But Sheba and Dedan... And the merchants of Tarshish will ask, Do you really think the armies you have gathered can rob them of silver and gold? Do you think you can drive away their livestock and seize their goods and carry off plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy against Gog. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. When my people are living in peace in their land, then you will rouse yourself. Now, rouse is similar to awaken, woke, Raised, raised, seeing a connection here. Yeah. So the Old Testament's following through with this same kind of imagery and language, so there's a, there's a connection with all of that. So we're going to have, have this time when, the, when these armies are all fired up and they're all going to come into this place. You will come from your homeland in the distant north with your vast cavalry and your mighty army. You will attack my people Israel, covering their land like a cloud. At that time, in the distant future, I will bring you against my land as everyone watches. And my holiness will be displayed by what happens to you. My holiness will be displayed by what happens to you. Then all the nations will know that I am the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord Ask, are you the one I was talking about long ago when I announced through Israel's prophets that in the future I would bring you against my people? But this is what the Sovereign Lord says when Gog invades the land of Israel. My fury will boil over. In my jealousy and blazing anger, I promise a mighty shaking in the land of Israel on that day. All things, all living things, the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the animals of the field, Small animals that scurry along the ground and all the people on earth will quake in terror at my presence. Mountains will be thrown down. Cliffs will crumble. Walls will fall to the earth. I will summon the sword against you on the hills of Israel, says the sovereign Lord. Your men will turn their swords against each other. I will punish you 
and your armies with disease and bloodshed. I will send torrential rain, hailstorms, hailstones, fire, and burning sulfur. In this way, I will show my greatness and holiness. I will make myself known to all the nations of the world. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Then they will know I am the Lord. That's what he's doing. Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. We're seeing it all around us. Ezekiel's looking through the time tunnel and looking down to the time when these battles with these armies and these lands and these peoples and people groups that are different, the political lines are different. That's why that map's up there for you. And they will, all of them, gather against Israel. God does not. Satan does not want Israel to survive. God has placed his hand on Israel for pur- his purposes. And they want to destroy everything. Or the enemy wants to destroy what God is doing. So he will bring these things to mind. That they should just put an army together and go after and destroy. And we hear it in the news. Iran's putting together some nuclear weapons. Why, why do they... Put support the terrorists and, and the bombing and the rockets that go into Israel on almost a daily basis. They're paying for that. Why? They've already said they want the destruction of Israel. They don't want Israel to exist at all. So they're doing everything they can to get rid of it. That's Persia. So we've got Persia still, it's on the map, different name, still doing what they were doing, still hating what Israel stands for. And God says, bring it on. Every time they've come, when they came in 1940, after it was uh, getting formed in 1948, the, the uh, next day, here, the, here they come, the armies come, and they get, Israel defeats them. How does this tiny little handful of people defeat these mass armies that roll in? 1967, Egypt, big army rolling from the north, Syria, Jordan, Little Israel wins again. Takes more territory. Runs them off. It, it just Every time they start firing things, the Yom Kippur War, 1973, they, they came and invaded them again. Israel wins. What's that tell us? Don't panic. It's a sign that God is doing what He said He would do. They come against His people. It just proves He's God. He will get the glory. The sad part is many of the Zionists in Israel are just political Israelis. They're not religious Israelis. So that's where they begin to think, well, you know, look at us. Look how cool we are. And they become the center of the world, which Ezekiel addresses. (laughs) You don't want to go there either because God will correct his own people. But he will get the glory. And that's where he's headed. Bring on the wars. Bring on the woke. Bring on, don't panic. It doesn't mean don't do anything about it. Don't say anything about it. Don't vote against it. Don't, you know, all the, feel free. Because it would be, you know, move in the right direction. Follow God. Do what he says. But don't panic. Just recognize that those things are signs that God is doing what he said. And that this world is going the way he said it would go. And that ultimately, he will get the glory. He will accomplish his purpose. They will not succeed. That is what the nations will learn. Hopefully, we learn it now, not later. We recognize him now, not later.
We give him the glory today, not later. And we just praise him for what he is doing. We have National Day of Prayer coming up Thursday. So it's an opportunity to gather with people across the country and say, Lord, hear us. We want, we want your glory. We want this to go your way. We want to move with you, however we're supposed to do that. And if there are wars and kingdoms and others who are opposed, let us live out our lives rightly before you, no matter what comes. And don't panic. We keep moving. God is manifesting his glory. Ezekiel 38, verse 23. I will show my greatness and holiness. I will make myself known to all the nations of the world. And they will know that I am the Lord. He will not fail. He will not fail. So don't panic. He knows what he's doing. So let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for never leaving the throne, never leaving us in charge. Thank you for being the one who is working these things out to your own honor and glory, Lord. And uh, as we go along, teach us to trust you more. Every time we hear the news, every time we look at the political map or the maps of people groups against people groups, we recognize that you are indeed in charge. And this isn't a surprise to you. You are working out your purposes according to your schedule, not ours, so that you will get the honor and the glory. And all the nations will know that you are the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.